Hi, welcome to Fireside Chats on the Young Mind, brought to you by Old Firehouse School. Today I have with me Alex Dutton. She's the program director for Old Firehouse School, and I'm Dorothy Stewart, the executive director, and we have a very special guest here, Stephanie Vollmer. Stephanie taught preschool here for six years, and then she moved on to teach in elementary school. And she is here to talk about something that I know is all on your minds, and that is how do we prepare children for kindergarten? What does that mean? Welcome back, Stephanie. We're so glad to see you and to have you here. It's so good to be back, Dorothy. Thank you. <laughs> so we have some pretty big questions for you. The first one being, what are some of the biggest misconceptions about kindergarten that people have? One misconception is thinking that your child needs to know everything before going into kindergarten, needs to know how to read, needs to know how to write. On the opposite spectrum of that could be that going to kindergarten is just for play and they won't need to do or do very much or need to know very much. Uh, also, that there may be lots of homework and that your whole routine at home is going to change now because they're going to have more work to do. So both of you have just had a child go through kindergarten. So, Alex, why don't you talk a little bit about what your expectations were and what the surprises were for you when your child went to kindergarten? I luckily have been working in preschool, so I think I had a little bit of an understanding of what was going to be expected. And I think the biggest surprise for me was the social the social aspect of whether or not my child would make friends and how how that was actually really challenging for her in the very beginning. And when she did find friends, like everything went a lot more smoothly. It, and the big piece of kindergarten did feel a lot on developing social relationships, friendships, getting used to a new routine, getting used to new teachers. And that, that was kind of a little bit of a surprise for me. I thought that I wasn't worried so much about the academic piece anyway, but the how hard the social piece would be was a little bit of a surprise. I remember when I when my daughter went to kindergarten 30 years ago, I sent her with a pack of M&Ms. I don't think that's probably a good <laughs> idea, guys. You know, I'm just saying I fell for that. Okay. But she <laughs> made a lot of friends popular, right, right away. Right. Yes. <laughs> Stephanie, how about your experience as a mom here for in terms of sending your daughter to kindergarten? I would say something pretty similar. I was also worried about the social dynamic for my daughter. I was wondering if she was going to make friends. Was she going to be the kid sitting alone? And also, I was actually concerned about academics. So I knew that she she enjoyed hearing stories, but didn't always like to be pushed a little bit further in actually doing it herself. So here's a big question, Stephanie. What are some ways that parents can help their children prepare for kindergarten in just in the next few weeks? Because kindergarten's starting up in the next few weeks. Yeah, so it's coming up. I would say to make sure that their wake-up time matches their school start time. I know some kindergartens are half day, so if your child normally wakes up at 8.30, but they're in morning kindergarten, they're going to need to slowly start getting to bed earlier so they can wake up earlier, and to do that gradually over the next two weeks so it's not just a huge shock to them and their body. I'd also say making sure that they can separate easily from their caregiver, so whoever's going to drop them off, there's not going to be uh, a tug or a, a, a need for them to have to stay behind. Um, I mean, every kindergarten teacher does things differently, but I know oftentimes they'll tell parents the first day of school, your kids are fine, I got it from here, have a good day, and they don't let the parents in the room. Other kindergarten teachers welcome the parents to stay in the back of the room for as long as they feel comfortable. So just, I guess, to be aware of that and yeah, be good, prepared for that. Good question to ask the kindergarten teacher. 
before that first day. Yeah, so it's usually a meet and greet, so you can probably ask yeah. then. So your kids are going to be doing something different. Even if they've been in preschool all day before, they're going to be tired yeah. after at least the first couple weeks of kindergarten. They're going to be asked a lot of them, um, learning to meet new people, have to talk to different people, navigate their way around a bigger school, meet new adults. It's exhausting for them. Yeah. And so being able to give them some downtime at home when they come home and to not bombard them with too many questions either. Like, how was your day? What did you do? What did you learn? Because then they're just going to shut down. Yeah. I made a plan for the first month or so of school afterwards that Elliot was able to just go home and just kind of relax at home and just play and do just do things at home instead of having to go to aftercare, which we did eventually do. But it was nice to have that buffer time because mm-hmm. it was something that I could tell she was really tired and she was just, you know, she would go to sleep so fast at the end of the day. And, and yeah, definitely talking to her about what she did. She, she's like, I don't know. <laughs> like the first couple of weeks, it was just a lot of different things. It was very different also being in a place where she had been in preschool here since she was a baby. You, you check in so much more with the preschool teachers, I feel like at the end of the day, or you can if you want to. And in kindergarten, by the time, you know, most of the children are picked up, the kindergarten teacher is in a meeting or she's doing something else. So there's not necessarily that check-in at the end of the day. So that was, um, speaking of surprises from earlier, that was another surprise. Like, oh, I have no idea how my child's day went. I'm just going to have to trust that my kid was okay and figure out what communication is going to work for me to know how my child is doing. So let's move the spotlight a little bit to the family here. What kind of changes for the family did your child going to kindergarten have? For us, it was working to spend more time together and more family time together. Because it definitely felt like there was a lot going on in everybody's life. And especially now that Elliot wasn't at Old Firehouse School, I like really had no idea what she was doing. And so I I think I worked a little bit harder to, you know, to spend more time with her. So maybe that was one of the bigger, bigger changes. And also just how the school we went to, just how they, how they built community and how I realized, oh, this is important to be part of the school community so that I know the different teachers and the different expectations and just the the culture of the school and that that was a, a different role for me as a parent to be to be part of that for my family i would say starting routines is really important for us starting a routine of making sure that we are up on time so we can eat breakfast get dressed brush, brush teeth brush hair um, and get all of that stuff done with extra time to spare so that by the time we're leaving the house our daughter's not stressed out yeah. and angry for us rushing them, rushing them, you know, out of the house and down to school. And also, so my husband would take care of that portion in the morning. And by the time that I got home, I would start a routine with her of uh, making sure that she and her and I would read together, play a game together, something where we can bond together since she's away from us longer. So having some sort of like family time to be able to come, come together. And it's usually during that time that she would then start to open up about her day and Mm -hmm. share some things that happened. That's true. That's a really clever point. That when they're relaxed and they're playing, that's when they're going to talk about what happened today. Not necessarily when they're like put in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your day. I know with our family trying to establish new routines and very clear routines, we wanted to help 
Annabelle understand those routines better. And we want it to model for her how she can take on more responsibility. So Stephanie, as a parent, what was your biggest takeaway from the school year with Annabelle? Not to freak out about how she's performing compared to the other students. Everyone progresses at their own time. And as long as we continue to read with her every day, we also posted sight words to help her read those. Reading, I think, was the biggest thing for us to help her with. And so that's what we spent a lot of time together doing. And for us, it was just making sure that we don't freak out, that she's falling behind, that she's doing perfectly fine. The teacher wasn't worried, so I shouldn't have been worried. (laughs) I've seen her grow even over the summer. Her reading has continued to Mm -hmm. grow. I would say also to uh, reach out to other parents and make play dates and to not be surprised if their preferred play partner changes throughout the year. We, of course, would hear about different children being the school year, and I don't think any of those kids were mentioned by the end of the year. So they're definitely meeting new people. That happened with Ellie, too. I'd also say to help out in your child's classroom. And if you can't help out, to have a family member help out instead. I know my mom would go in and volunteer once a week. That seemed to really help. And she looked forward to seeing her grandma help her in the classroom. And then I, I had one day off that her school was still in session. So I was able to go in and help the teacher as well. I think that just helps and that helps her. Yeah, the home yeah. to school connection, definitely. Yeah. How about you, Alex? What are some big takeaways for you this year? A lot of the same things that, you know, not to stress so much necessarily about where your different children are, and also to trust the teacher and to make the effort to create, to make that relationship with the teacher. That, um, you know, a lot of kindergarten teachers have been doing this for a very, 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 very long time. And they just, they'll know, you know, even if they've only known your child a week or two, they'll just kind of know where your child falls in the makeup of the classroom. And if they have something to tell you, then it's important to be available to listen. So how about as a teacher, what do you want parents to know, Steph? I would say to be active in your school or with your child's teacher. Um, I know some larger schools, it might seem a little overwhelming, to be maybe on the parent-teacher committee or to attend all of their events that happen because you might be a working parent. So I would say just somehow connect with that child's teacher. Some schools are are hurting financially and can use some supplies, so maybe Mm -hmm. donating some supplies that way could help. All teachers could always use something for their classroom. So I would ask the teacher if they have a wish list. Um, And if you don't have the means to donate something, then you can ask the teacher if they need some help prepping for a project or um, have some sort of activity that they would rather have somebody in the back of the room helping one-on-one versus doing with the whole classroom. Like uh, when I went in there, they were painting rocks Mm -hmm. and I had maybe like five kids with me. And I would much rather as a teacher paint rocks with a group of five children than have paint at every table with, you know, 20 kids painting these, these bug rock bugs that they were making. I'd also say to start looking into volunteer procedures now. I know many schools are requiring adults to have a clear TV test and fingerprinting in order to volunteer in the classrooms and attend field trips. And most districts will offer the fingerprinting at their district site. But usually, and it's for like a a discounted price versus going somewhere else to do that. But usually there's a long line once the school year starts. So I would suggest looking into that now to see if you can get some of that taken care of. And some teachers may actually have a field trip that is early in the year. 
and it could take a little while for the fingerprints and the, the fingerprints to clear. So it might take you a while to get the clearance. So I would say to start as soon as you can. Attend school events for your child. So a lot of the school events are fundraisers for the school. The money that the parents are raising are paying for sometimes support staff's salary. So it's not just paying for a party to have at school or something like that, but they're actually paying for support staff. I know at our school we have uh, support staff for kindergarten and first grade classrooms, and that is paid by our parents. Mm. If we didn't have that, it'd be a completely different school environment. At my school, our parent group just bought us three new um, copy machines. Very large, (laughs) expensive copy machines. Which are really important, too. Very important and very much needed. Uh, So I would definitely say just attending school events with your child, it helps your child bond more with their school, and it also is going to help out your school community as well. A good teacher is going to have your child's best interest at heart. Your child's teacher may have to tell you some information about your child that could be hard to hear. So just please listen with an open mind. And also that school is very important. Your child needs to be there every day. And much of the the teaching that happens in the classroom cannot be replicated at home. So try to stick to the school vacation calendar. Please respect what we as teachers do. It's not easy. It's not easy. And we thank you for it. (laughs) Let me summarize a bit what we've heard today. We've heard, number one, that you should trust your teachers to look out for your child. Number two, that you need to participate and plan on participating in the school's culture and environment. And then lastly, three, there will be changes in your family, but it will all work out in the end. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for coming to talk to us and Alex. And thank you all for listening to Old Firehouse School Fireside Chats for the Young Mind. Thank you. Thanks, Dorothy.